We welcome everyone to the 11th episode of the We Last Long podcast. Now, in this episode, we're going to have a dialogue on serial killers. Uh, but before we start off the actual conversation, I would like to thank all our listeners in following our journey of over 10 episodes now. We've successfully completed 10 episodes, which is crazy, crazy if you think about it. We never really thought we'd come this far. We started this off as a joke and it honestly, it honestly feels surreal that we've kind of completed 10 episodes. And uh, yeah, what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great and... I still can't believe I'm actually doing this because I have a habit of giving up projects really quickly and staying for 10 episodes makes it like official or something, I guess. But uh, yeah, here we are. And uh, I thank everyone for listening because it's so long. All right. I guess we can move in with the episode now. Yeah. So today's episode is going to be about serial killers, right? So let's start off. I'll ask, I'll start off with a question. So how, what do you think? makes a person a serial killer are there certain factors or aspects or is it completely random i mean killing two people on different events definitely oh, yeah uh, just give me a sec before we start uh, off with the actual reason of that we'll uh, start off with the definition of serial killer so serial killer is defined as a person it varies from uh, different websites but in general a person who kills three or more people is termed as a serial killer right so we'll start we'll just clear that right off the start so if you kill so if you manage to kill three or more people you're basically a serial killer right you get within that. a month there's a time slot actually. yeah that as well within a month again yeah. it varies from different sources but we're talking in a general manner so yeah again back to the question what do you think makes a person yeah honestly of all the research that i've done on this it's kind of conflicted right because some say it's the surrounding if you're brought up in a brought up in an abusive environment or somewhere like where killing is kind of natural or you have to kill to survive or you take some form of pleasure in it or and some say that even people who are born in like the best of environments will still turn out to become serial killers like in the case of uh, there were uh, there was this one i can't remember in the victorian england who was actually from a well-off family, but he still turned out to be a serial killer. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know what pushes someone to become a serial killer, but yeah, there is some sort of randomness to this. There is some sort of chaos in that order. Yeah, well, uh, what I was thinking of is that there are certain, of course, it's a random thing. Right? We can't really classify it as to if a certain person goes to these events, he beca- he or she becomes a serial killer. But I think there are certain factors which may make a person more prone to being a serial killer, right? So when I was uh, doing my research, I found out that people generally who are in bad neighborhoods, so what they experience is like they experience poverty or they experience a, a troubled childhood, right? Generally, people who are in these kind of neighborhoods don't have a wealth, well at least a family which ha- which has its own va- set of values so even like their parents are not well off or they are they're treated very badly from a younger age so essentially most of these or at least some of these serial killers become serial killers is because when they were children or when they were really young they were mistreated or they were uh, victims of abuse and that's one reason where i found it where many people do become serial killers and the thing about this is that many people try to hide it right so many serial killers they blame it on something else or they just blame it on their psychological problems of course that's also one thing but i think that's one factor as, as in when you're younger and when you experience certain trauma you try to you, you you kind of feel unwanted and you feel that life has been unfair to you. So you try to pass it on to someone else. So I think 
let's not even see in terms of facts or certain bullet points. I think psychologically that does make sense, right? So if you have experienced experienced certain bad things in your past, you would try to inflict it on someone else, right? Especially if you're if you yeah. if you've had a bad. Yeah. So about this, actually, let me phrase what I said before a bit better. Uh, I'm a, I'm pretty sure that if you've ever looked into any kind of serial killer documentaries, anything at all, there's always the one question that's lingering in everyone's mind. And I guess you all know what this is. It's basically, are serial killers born or made? That means, are they, are they born with a genetic disposition towards hurting others or going out of their way to hurt someone else or to assert dominance? Or are they uh, made because they are brought up in an environment? Now, the answer to this that we have, it's like the closest answer we can get from all the sources and all the collections of data that we've made is it's a mix. You have to have a genetic disposition towards it. Like you have to have a genetic leaning towards it such that you are more susceptible towards these actions, but your environment also uh, shapes it. It's like... How do I put it? Yeah, let's say you're uh, like you have an iron ball, right? And you put it in a hot flame and then you can forge it into anything you want. But if you do the same thing with like sand or glass, uh, you can't do it. It will melt into something else and it will deform completely. So there has to be some sort of uh, like there, there is a genetic, dis- like it's born and made. It's kind of like that. True. I think that's also see what we're talking things right now, which are not certain or definite factors, but we're just trying to see things which may make a person a serial killer or make a person more prone to being a serial killer, right? That's we'll clear that right off the start. So I think, yeah, what you've mentioned about genetics is can be true, but it's a very fascinating thing, right? I don't think uh, yeah. has it so been study. I mean, I don't think there has been an actual study, or maybe it's my ignorance. No, of there, there has, there has, there has, there has been multiple studies that have gone okay. throughout the years. So okay. there's this uh, really great documentary, not exactly a documentary. It's kind of be dramatized, but there's a series on Netflix called Mind Hunters. Now, what they do is it was in the 1940s or 50s, I think. Or I think later than that as well. I like, can't remember the timeline, but it was around the time of uh, what was this dude's name? Uh, Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper is known as a co-ed killer. He used to kill like young girls and you know do deeds with their heads, cut off heads basically. Now the thing what they did was uh, it, it was a group of FBI agents and one psychiatrist who would go and interview these serial killers to basically answer the questions that we are asking right now are they made are they born what makes them do it now there have been cases where some of them replied like the devil made me do it or something in my head whispered that's what Aryan was mentioning right like that's what you were mentioning it's like uh they're trying to hide it or they're trying to blame it on someone else but there are people like ed kemper who accept it and embrace it uh ed kemper i think said something along the lines of I liked it and it gave me the sense of power because his own mother uh, like never loved him or like she was very abusive towards him, something like that. So you get it? Uh, it's like he was made into that. But something that all of most of them share, actually, not all of them, uh, is lack of empathy. So that's where the bond. <laughs> that would be natural, right? Yeah. No, not always natural because some of them do it because uh, they want to feel the pain or they want others to, uh, they want to feel the joy. But if you don't have empathy or if you can't sense emotions of, or let's say you're like a uh, psychopath, that means you can't sense emotions as well as others do. That means you can't sense that feeling of joy as well, right? So 
there has to be a feeling, but lack of empathy is something that's kind of common in most cases. All right. So uh, let me throw this question at you. I just, I was, uh, I just found it out during my study. So, and even for our listeners in general who are going to listen to this podcast later, um, do you think serial killers have a higher IQ than average, or do you think it's lower? In general, some do. I'm pretty sure. Um, in, in yeah, in general, so you, I think you think they, they have a higher IQ, or even if they. Yeah, well, you're wrong, uh, actually. <laughs> So, yeah, I found out that serial killers in general, so again, they're described or they're perceived as having a higher IQ, but actually serial killers tend to have a lower IQ than the average person. You would assume a person who is a serial killer would have a higher IQ, right? Because he gets away with most of the things he does. Uh, no, I didn't think of that. I thought they have a higher IQ because the examples that came to my head were Ed Kemper or like, I'm sorry, the co-ed killer or Ted Bundy, people like that who have a very of course. charismatic yeah. personality. Those and people have a higher people. IQ, but I'm guessing on an average, it scales down to a lower. True. I didn't think of that. So I thought of people who generally lure others in and then kill them because for that, you need to be cunning and have to be on your feet. True. So yeah, let's talk about Ted Bundy, right? I mean, why has he become one of the most famous serial killers out there? Because when we find it out, he wasn't actually the guy who killed the most number of people. But it turns out even like, I think there was a recent documentary about Ted Bundy and there have been many clips surrounding him. So to the audience, the people who don't know, who is Ted Bundy and why is he so popular amongst serial killers? So notoriously, actually. Okay, so to answer who Ted Bundy is, you have to dial back to the ages of dramatic fashion and stuff like that. Well, uh, can you uh, tell me the time frame of Ted Bundy? I just yeah. Uh, so he was born in 1946, and then he died around 1989 by electrocution over here. Okay. So yeah. Other than that, I'm pretty sure about the history. So Ted Bundy was an American serial killer, and uh, like what everyone has described him to be in one word would be charismatic. He was as charismatic and as like naturally attractive as people come. And he had, I think, 30 confessed homicide, homicides of young women, right? Only, he, yeah, he used to only kill girls, if I'm correct. Yeah. And he, and he was one of those people who actually denied it. Because he wasn't someone who embraced it, saying that, yeah, I did it. But uh, yeah, the way he used to kill is in, I think in, this is not the whole span, but for some time he was, uh, for some time in this time slot, he was, uh, you know, one of those volunteers who listened to, uh, like, or who answered the calls and suicide helplines, right? So Ted Bundy was one of them. And right. that's how he found one. Yeah. So, yeah. So next time when he called people, remember this. <laughs> Thanks, so this guy used to murder people and he was a guy who used to talk to people, talk people out of suicide, which I mean, think about it. That's how. Yeah. And uh, I think he even found one of his victims by uh, the call thing, right? Because he was able to uh, like, uh, not I'm getting words mixed up in my head, but yeah, he was able to like. Uh, uh, you mean he went after the person who? Yeah, no, but yeah, went after the person. Like, what is it called when police? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he he was probably able to like uh, frame, not frame. Yeah, look for a look for a prey, basically, kind of. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brain is not working. 
but uh, yeah so and the main reason ted bundy actually became famous in like he became the crown prince of serial killers as he is often stated nowadays is not because of his killings it's because of two things first one was his charisma and how like uh, charismatic he was even during his trials and stuff and second was actually because he escaped from colorado prison oh that's he escaped prison he, twice yeah yeah so that's what brought him into the limelight because uh when when as arian said right uh, do serial killers tend to have a higher iq or not ted bundy did he did right he had a he had yeah a i'm, I'm assuming he would have had an above average iq yeah he had an above average iq and he escaped from custody in colorado once i think and the first one wasn't even some master uh, ex- like uh, some master thing master escape from like like shawshank redemption that if i remember yeah so thing. i'll talk over that so essentially ted bundy let me just give a whole summary in general so as to why he was so famous so as i had mentioned he was quite charismatic and he was known to be a uh, good looking by the traditional standards set by society right? he looked good so he would what he would do was let me explain how he actually killed people so people i mean in general people should be aware right so what he used to do was he used to act as if he was compromised so what i mean by that is he would act as if he's injured or he would be on crutches right he would act as if he's on crutches so he would approach these women and he'd be like uh, well look uh, can you help me like load this back in my uh, van or car he had a car i think so he would be like um, i have some stuff could you help me carry it back to my car so essentially he would uh, approach these women seclude them from their uh, partners or from uh, the group of people they were in he'll take them to a lonely surrounding where his car would be parked and he wouldn't be injured right but he would just act as if he's injured and on crutches and as soon as uh, the women tried to help him he would just he would hit them with his crutches and they would get he would slam them unconscious and essentially take them to a different location like a very even more secluded location like a forest and then he would perform quite disturbing uh, acts on them which i don't think i would need to mention it but it's quite disturbing what he would do with them and sometimes he would even take their bodies and repeatedly do it even after certain events like he would come back after months and do the same thing again on that body but yeah so he was a messed up person actually but the thing is he never really portrayed it outside so most of if you see if you imagine a typical image of a serial killer you would think okay he looks like this or he probably acts like this right but the thing about ted bundy was he wasn't like that he was a normal person and as ayan said he used to work in a suicide prevention link right he used to talk about out of suicide and if i'm not right he was also a lawyer he was pursuing a degree in law uh, as a lawyer so you know this is interesting when he actually got acquitted for his case he, he was he was he was defending himself in a way and he did that because maybe it was because of ego or something i'm not sure but he did that and yeah what that's what's interesting about him and also one thing yeah the jail part right so what happened was he was arrested so he went to jail and what he did was this was one more thing about ted bundy he was the reason why he he got away with so many crimes was number one he was charismatic so people at least the detectives back then weren't really that smart so they never really figured it out that it would be him they just assumed that okay since he's a well paid guy i mean he 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 does a good career he has a good career he looks good so they just assumed that he won't be a serial killer also the other thing about ted bundy was he was a- easily able to change his 
face, if that makes sense. He used to change his get up very easily. So he could grow facial hair really quickly. So he would either shave it. Like if you look at his photo, there's this interesting photo where there, I think there are a group of uh, 10 to 12 images of Ted Bundy and he looks different in every picture. Like there's a compilation. So it's like the many faces of Ted Bundy, right? He didn't look same ever. He always looked a little different. So he used that to his advantage. Like either he'd grow a little sideburns or he'd grow some beard and he'd change his hairstyle. So that was one more reason why he wasn't caught. So when he was in prison, what he did was he was a little fat. He was on the fatter side, right? I mean, he especially during his crimes. So to escape from prison, he lost weight so that he could fit through the bars, escape from the bars. And that's how he actually escaped from prison. That was, I think that was one of the times. And the second time, he just jumped from the window. So yeah, he escaped prison twice, which is, I mean, crazy for a person who's killed so many people. So I think with all these factors included and separating him from a traditional serial killer, what is what makes him so infamous for being a, and so like special, if that makes sense, not special as in a, in a good way, but also, it distinguishes him from other. Yeah, sorry. So also another thing that made Ted Bundy famous was, I think Ted Bundy's case was the first one where he was profiled successfully by the FBI before catching him. But they never really caught him. They always had a suspicion, but they never could really catch him because they always felt that a person like that would never be a serial killer. Yeah, like, uh, no, I mean, like, uh, by caught him, I mean, there was it was the first time they used uh, profiling okay, okay, successfully. Okay. And this was the result of those, like, and, uh, you know, continuous... The- I think after Ted Bundy, only people really started realizing that, you know, we should have, we should not have a, like a common image that serial killers act in a certain way. People started realizing that, hey, look, anybody can be a serial killer and we should be quite careful about it. And I mean, this whole saying that we should not trust a stranger, right? I mean, I firmly believe it. I mean, you never know how a person truly is. So, I mean, now, I mean, moving to a point which may sound contradicting to what we've just said right now, but do you think there is a certain way we can identify a serial killer? I mean... Still, like, I mean, if, do you think there, there are certain aspects? Again, I don't think we can, there, there are any definite pinpoints, but if a, per- if a person does undergo or have these characteristics, there, are, there must be some character- characteristics which make him more prone to being a serial Honestly speaking, I don't think so. Because uh, there have been attempts at doing so, of identifying, like, serial killer behavior or, like, psychotic behavior, psychopathic behavior, stuff like that way before and uh, into early childhood and stuff but most of the time what they end up doing is just uh, like you know putting people with mental illnesses in asylums and stuff like that so yeah no in short I don't think we can do that unless and until you have a scope into someone else's mind you can't do that also another thing very important one unless and until they commit a crime they're not a serial killer just because they have those characteristics they're not a serial killer so they're not, not even alleged murderers. They're nothing. They're alleged nothing. They might have different tendencies or they might have like this voice in the back of their head that's telling them to do them or do it, or, like kill people, but they're not doing it. So that's like what separates them from any person who gave in to that urge. But uh, yeah, I don't think you can identify people using markers or uh, like men- or behaviors or stuff like that. True. I mean, yeah, I think especially after this Ted Bundy case, it's very, it's, you cannot convince a person that with these certain aspects, a person is a serial killer or is, is not a serial killer. 
However, yeah. I mean, we can kind of maybe say that certain if a person's acting in a weird way or a dodgy way or if he's indulging in too many drugs or he's, he's acting very erratic, he may be more prone. But again, it's very, I mean, there are, there is no real evidence to prove this. And of course, there are. No, I mean, honestly speaking, that's where I disagree with you on like the biggest terms. Just so actually, yeah, the I take that back. Or, it need not. Yeah, so. like doing dodgy, they might have something else True. going on. But yeah, it might be, uh, actually, it makes sense. But yeah. yeah, and most of the time it will like do more harm than good, you know. Exactly, I think when you take drugs, it just makes you more slow, and it kind of, de- I mean, uh, no, no, like I mean, not yeah. drugs. <laughs> I mean, more harm than good. I mean, like if someone sets up this profile that just because someone doesn't like talking to people or they ha- don't show uh, empathy or emotions out in public, they might have some serial killer tendencies. You are just secluding them more from the society. You are basically making your own monsters now. True, makes sense. All right, so uh, I think uh, we've kind of had a fair di- dialogue on this whole topic of serial killers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, essentially, if we put forward a message in the end, it would be that, listen, don't trust anybody. Anybody can be a serial killer in this world. You never know, right? So always, uh, look, I, I just found this out from people like Ted Bundy, wherein even if certain a certain person's acting in a compromised way or he's, he's in crutches or something, always be careful because it need not be that a person is compromised. He might just be fooling you and don't get fooled by a person's niceness you never know how they truly are so that would be my yeah, message so, because uh, it's very easy to get convinced by a person's charisma nowadays especially in our world and and this is i'm talking about like adults forget children like even adults get fooled or deceived by it so especially children people who are younger just make sure that you trust a few people especially with um, i mean if you're going to walk with them alone or, i mean it sounds sad but i mean it, it goes for everybody even me you anybody so just mm-hmm. try to be a bit more careful and yeah that's how i would put it because at the end of the day you can't change the serial killer so it's you who have to be, who has to be more careful i guess because i mean at least that's how i would say it. my message will be just like arin said don't trust anyone and also adding to that punch them before they can hit you so yeah <laughs> yeah like we're no self defense experts or anything but yeah there are certain points where i mean if you do unfortunately uh, are in a situation like that you can always aim for a person's eyes or his uh, private parts or his nose so there are certain aspects where uh, or you can just pinch them or bite them there's whatever like just punch their face and run yeah uh, just always try to attack them and run away i mean that's the best way i mean like look we're no self defense experts in any manner but at least that's what i would do but yeah uh, thanks for listening to, uh, to this 11th episode of our podcast uh, for our for our live listener right now i think gary is listening to our podcast live right now listen we our podcast is on spotify uh, it goes by the name we last long you can search it up and uh, you can follow us over there and listen to more more of our episodes and uh, for our uh, general viewers who listen to us on spotify thank you for listening to all our episodes we really appreciate it and um, we have many more coming and uh, a lot of exciting guests are going to come up so yeah thanks for listening everyone stay safe take care and uh, yeah punch people all right all right <laughs> everyone have a good one see you